Okay. All right, you're listening to Jen Follows, a podcast where I interview the people who I follow on Instagram. Today I have Ty Dinelli um, sitting with me. We're actually in your home and it is beautiful. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. Uh, it, it looks like a home that is very cared for. I try, I try. Um, do you do you find that girls are messier than boys? Do you think that? I read a meme about that today. I don't know. It's I don't know. It's I hit mean, or miss. It's hit or miss. My house is not this neat. I feel like girls' bathrooms are always the worst. Really? Yeah. Like there's always just stuff all over the counters and hair products and makeup and all that stuff. That is a pretty accurate uh, description guys of my might, counter. Yeah, guys, you might just find like a razor blade and a toothbrush. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ty. This podcast is, um, uh, I guess, I, I like to feature the people who I follow on Instagram because I think they're very interesting. You guys are the, um, I guess, the celebrities of my life. I like to keep up okay. on okay. Um, what everyone is doing. And I actually started following you on Instagram because um, we're working on a project together. Yeah, we are. It is on, I guess, pause at the moment where there hasn't been a lot of um, progress on it. Uh, but we were introduced through a mutual friend. Yep. Uh, and th- it's a little bit of a cheat because we actually met in person before before this podcast. And that's yep. not really the, the structure I like to it's follow. Okay. It's close enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you're not actually from Toronto. No, I grew up in Winnipeg. I've been in Toronto for about nine years now. All right. Yeah. So, ooh, so like a decade Coming up, yeah, coming up. Oh next, my gosh! Next year will be ten years. A decade in Toronto. I'm uh, I'm one of the ones that was lucky to come out here and stay out here. A lot of people come and try to do it, and they'll yeah last a bit and then just head back. But uh, thankfully, I've been I've been able to uh, create a life out here. Not only create a life, but thriving. You're thriving. Thank you. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. You make me blush. <laughs> All right. So you came out uh, here 10 years ago from, from Winnipeg. Did you come out specifically for music? Essentially, yeah. I was... Um, so I'm an audio engineer, uh, to anyone that doesn't know. And uh, I was always kind of doing it for fun back in Winnipeg. I had like a little studio set up in my parents' basement and was just recording buddies and stuff like that. And um, when I was 21, I was kind of starting to get the pressure from my folks about what do you want to do with your life and that kind of stuff because I wasn't really doing anything. And um, music was really always the only thing that was something I was super passionate about. Mm -hmm. I was never great in school. I was all right, but I knew I'd never wanted to just do like a whole four-year program or anything like that it just wasn't for me um so i came out here and did um it was just like a year course at the school in mississauga uh called metalworks and it's for music production sound engineering so i did that uh pretty much just to make my parents happy and my plan was i was just going to head back to winnipeg after that and just do whatever but uh, I finished the course and just kind of said like, ah, let me try something out here. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, then I'll go back to Winnipeg. And here thankfully it worked. <laughs> it 
What a good son. Yeah. You actually course. went to school to make your parents happy. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Metalworks is also a recording studio. Yeah. Yeah. It started out as a studio back in the, I don't know, 70s or mm -hmm. 80s, something like that. And they kind of transitioned it into like a college yeah. kind of thing. You, you talked a lot about um, artists coming out here and then having to go back because they're not able to make it. Um, yeah. When you see artists coming out here from your hometown or, or even from towns similar to your hometown, do you feel like, do you almost feel like it's part of your duty to help them a little bit? Yeah, in a sense. Yeah. Even like people that aren't in music, if they just come out here from Winnipeg, I'll always kind of just put a helping hand out there and yeah. make sure they're good and know the city and uh, know the people. Because a lot of the Winnipeggers that come out here mm -hmm. tend to stick together. Okay. And even if we didn't necessarily know each other that well in Winnipeg, we just kind of got to know each other. Right. So just, I don't know, we try to stick together. Good sense of community. Of course. I of like course. that. Yeah. Um, okay, this, I think I have an opportunity, or you have an opportunity, to, to debunk the myths that people have about Winnipeg, especially in Toronto. I okay. Mean, <laughs> when I think about Winnipeg, or I bring up Winnipeg to anyone... I don't, I mean, I don't really bring up Winnipeg to a lot of people, yeah, yeah, yeah. but if it comes up, uh, people usually think it's just like this desolate place that is freezing all the time. It is freezing all the time. Oh, okay. So it's not a myth. No, no. It's freaking cold. So yeah. what do you, like, what do you do when it's just cold all the time? I guess you... I mean, you still got to live, right? Yeah. So you still true. do what you got to do, but... Uh, you just kind of freeze your balls off in the process. That sucks. Yeah. Well, I'm happy that you came to Toronto. I'm happy too. Are you yeah. going back? I am going back for Christmas, yeah. <laughs> so I'll be back there in a week and a half. So. Okay. To see your family. See the family, see the friends, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Yeah. So your music career started in Winnipeg in your parents' basement. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always so intrigued by by people who have that kind of vision at such a young age because I had friends who had studios in their basement who yep. were just doing what they loved at such a young age and I don't think you guys get enough credit for that because it takes a lot of grit, I think. For sure, yeah. It's, um, and to be honest, back then I didn't even see it as a career. It was mm -hmm. just, I enjoyed doing it, you know? It was just a hobby. And uh, back then I was more so making beats, like hip-hop beats and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And... Uh, just having my buddies rap over them or whatever and then recording them and um, it wasn't until I got out here that I was kind of focused and saw that there was money to be made mm -hmm. and because um, when I finished school I because I, I was living in Mississauga then because the school was out there and I moved in to this this same place actually I've been in this place for like eight years now really yeah it's been okay. a while and um, so around that same time, I was starting to just send out um, my resumes to um, just different studios in Toronto, like mm -hmm. major studios. And around that same time, I kind of started doing my own thing with just recording a couple people that I knew out here. And they kept coming back and then they told their friends, hey, come check out Ty, record with him, mix with him, whatever. And I kind of realized, oh, maybe there's something here. Like, mm -hmm. let me just try it out, you know? And um, started to do some social media grinding. Facebook was a big thing at the time. Instagram wasn't really around. 
or maybe it was, but it was just kind of starting and wasn't that big. Yeah. So I did stuff like going on, um, um, I remember there was a Facebook page called Toronto Rappers. And I would Sounds just like an amazing Facebook page. Yeah, there's but there was like thousands of people on it. So I would go on that and uh, just message people like at random, but just be like, "Hey, I see you. You're a singer. You're a rapper. Whatever. Um, I'd love to have you down at my studio sometime." And I got a lot of like responses from that, and a lot of people came down, and that's how I started out my first original client base I guess and then from there it was just uh, a lot of same thing reaching out to people on other platforms and stuff like that until the point where it's uh, well I guess until the point where work found me and still mm-hmm. me instead of me having to find work yeah I think people get so discouraged in their heads when when they think about reaching out to people on social media because sure. they think people are never going to answer and I mean like yeah. this whole podcast is based on people answering of the course, DM yeah. and you've been able to build a business uh based on like DMing people yeah. and them and them responding. Did you did you have that fear in the beginning that like people might not respond? Not not really. It was um and I'm not even a very like super social guy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm you know, if I know you I'll be social with you, but I'm I, I'm usually the quiet guy if I'm in a group of people and stuff like that. But uh, when it comes to business and at that time when I was just struggling, I, I needed to make money. And I, at the time, like this place was, the rent was, you know, it was pricey for me mm-hmm. at that time because I didn't have anything, right? So I was just kind of struggling just to pay rent and eating shitty food and getting the cheapest beer I could and, you know, just to have a good time. And, um, so I just, I, I did what I had to do mm-hmm. and that was just kind of the, you know, everyone has to go through that struggle and, you know, it's a struggle that always, what do they say? It's a struggle that makes the, I don't know, I don't, I don't makes know. the man or, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, well, eight years later, you seem to be doing well. I, I follow your stories intently and you are definitely not eating the worst food anymore. You're quite the chef. I'm doing better. <laughs> I'm doing better. Yeah. Um, so is cooking like a hobby of yours or do you order this food and plate it and pretend, <laughs> no, pretend that you've made I it? I definitely don't do that. <laughs> I've always liked cooking. Anything, anything creative I'm always into. Okay. So I like just like the plating of food. I don't know. I like plating too. It's, yeah. it's um, a calming process. It is. I find it, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's calming. Yeah. That's what it is because I like the creative aspect to it. What is your, uh, I don't want to say favorite dish. What dish do people give you the most acclaim for? I make a, uh, I make a mean scallop risotto. Okay. That's, that's a good one. What's the trick to making risotto? There's, there's a fine. Timing. Timing is key. Okay. Please. And you just got to keep adding water to it. And uh, you just got to, you got to nail that creaminess. Because you don't want it too dry, but then you don't want it too too wet at the same time i guess is there wine involved in making risotto yeah yeah that's like it does it boil you could it, oh but it's not a normal it's not like a well i don't know because i'm not like a i'm no sh- red seal chef or whatever that is i mean it looks like you are on instagram i try i try <laughs> i try but uh all the stuff that i make i just wing it yeah yeah i i'm the same i don't like to follow recipes i like yeah. i like the creative 
freedom of For cooking. Sure. Yeah. And that is why I'm a horrible baker. That makes two of us. That makes two of us. <laughs> Baking is a science. It's too it's too calculated. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Um and the people who are great bakers, I think there's some like they're a little crazy. I'd have to agree. That's I mean, I don't have any... I don't know why I think that. Yep. I just feel like they are. I agree. To be that calculated, you have to be a little insane. I agree. 100%. <laughs> okay, so good. There yeah. we go. It's facts now. Yeah. We both agree. Same page. <laughs> All right. So we're, we've talked about you building your client base. You have your own company now. It's called Risk Engineering. Risk Engineering, yeah. What was it like for you um, going from... Essentially, I guess being a freelancer, having clients, yep. to being a business owner and having to manage that brand now. It was, um, I mean, it kind of went hand in hand in a sense because it was always just me doing it. Yeah. Um, I do have, I took on a, uh, an intern who's mm -hmm. kind of an assistant engineer for me. Um, whenever my workload is just way too hectic, it's hard because essentially there's, there's, two sides to my business there's the recording side mm -hmm. of things where i'm actually with the artist recording them and then there's the side of me mixing and mastering their stuff to make it sound polished and right. like you hear on whatever platform um so sometimes it's hard to balance out both of those mm -hmm. where I, if i've got a full full like week of sessions booked um but I need to be mixing at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's tough. So that's why I'll bring in my assistant engineer to um, run some sessions for me while I can just be in the next room on my laptop with right. some headphones mixing. Right. So they, so going back to what you said, it just, it kind of went hand in hand, just kind of going from the smaller freelance guy to turning it into more mm -hmm. of a brand and business, I guess. Okay. Yeah. You've worked with, um, some pretty big artists. I mean, I really creeped your Instagram page okay. before, gotcha. before we got here, if I'm being honest. When you think about the people you've worked with or, or you hear people say it like you have when I said it, yep. um, do you ever go back to like the kid in Winnipeg with this dream, not knowing how he's going to figure it out and think about like, wow, like, look how far I've come? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I... Uh... And I'll get like really stressed out sometimes if I'm just overloaded with work or if clients are just nagging me for this and that. And um, yeah, a lot of the time I got to just kind of humble myself and just be like, Ty, just look, it could be a lot worse, you know. And I have, I've been quite blessed to uh, have had the opportunity to work with some, some great, super talented artists. So yeah, so, sometimes I just got to take a step back and just be like, man, you started off just recording your buddies in your parents' basement and, you know, look what you, what you have now and Yeah. in a very humbling way. I don't mean that to brag or anything, mm -hmm. but yeah. What do your parents say now? You're going back to see them in a week. Yeah, they're, um, they're good. They were always, I was lucky. They were always super supportive. Um, my parents are both somewhat creative you could say my mom's an artist okay and uh my dad's an architect so he he always got he being an architect he got the artistic side of things but he also got the business side of things too and my mom was just all the creative side so they were um i'm sure they were probably a 
little worried at the start, just being like, oh, my son's doing this. <laughs> any, any, uh, anything in the creative field is always a little tricky, mm-hmm. especially when you're just trying to do it by yourself. So they never said it to me, but I'm sure they were a little skeptical. Yeah. But um, they were, again, they were always super supportive, thankfully. They were never like, oh, maybe you should go into finance or maybe you mm-hmm. should do this or do that. They never said anything like that. So I was pretty blessed to have that, um, that support behind them. And um, yeah, I don't know. They were, they were always good with it. My parents are super supportive, but have no idea what I do. Okay, (laughs) okay. I think if you ask them, they would say, uh, I think she, like, does something with video. Sure, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they don't don't understand, and I appreciate that they can support and... Of course, yeah, of course. ...not fully understand what's going on. Yeah, I think it took my parents, took them a bit to, uh, to really figure out exactly what I do. Mm. They got it now, though. They get it. I think it's it's also our generation, right? We're doing things sure. so differently than yeah. how our parents did things. Exactly. Yeah. Have um, do your parents come out to visit you in Toronto? They might come out um, maybe once a year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you trying to get them to move here? No. They, no. <laughs> God, they would never move here. Why? My dad's business is uh, like his architectural company or yeah. firm, I should say. Um, is just stationed there. There's oh, okay. Just no way he. Yeah. Would. And he just actually retired. Okay. So, oh. Well, he's semi-retired. Congratulations, Mr. Yeah. Donnelly. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to pops. <laughs> Yay! What's yeah. he gonna do in his retirement? Come and visit you. <sighs> Move to know. Toronto. <laughs> he's still he's still technically working with the okay. firm. It's just a more part-time thing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Winnipeg to Toronto. You're not going back to Winnipeg. Mm-mm. Do you have plans to go anywhere else? It seems like the next natural progression would be the States. Yeah, people always people always ask me that too. Um, I can't lie. I'm, I'm super content in Toronto though. Yeah? I've just built such a, a network here mm-hmm. that it would be hard for me to just leave it. And I, I could still maintain it in a sense because with... A lot of my business comes from um, people just recording stuff on their own mm-hmm. and sending me the files just to to mix and master. So the majority of my clientele is based in Toronto, but I've still got a good portion of clients that are all over Canada. There's some in the States. I've got some in Australia and Europe and stuff like that. So I, I technically could be anywhere mm-hmm. and still do it, but there's still... I would just lose a lot that I built here. Right. Um, so I've always I've always had that in the back of my mind, like, oh, maybe I should go out to LA or something like that. But then I'd be starting fresh again, and uh, I don't know. It's 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 always been in the back of my mind, but I'm still super content in Toronto. If the right opportunity came up, I'd I'd consider it, but it would have to be uh, have to be worth it. I feel like people are, are are on either side of the fence when it comes to LA. You either really love it or you really hate it. I do like it. I've been out there a couple times for work, and um, it's it, it it's always just such a good vibe. Pe- I love the LA. people are cool and yeah. Uh, just it's you know it's corny to say, but the weather is. It's just not corny nice for and, me. I love it there. Yeah. <laughs> I love everything about it. Yeah, it's a good vibe. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's funny you said you want to stay in Toronto. I know that the your industry is booming in Toronto. It and, is, yeah. And I think people who live here know that. Or, For sure. Uh, but I don't know that people around the world, I guess people in the music industry know that it, it's great in Toronto. But I don't know that the general population around the world know like how booming the music industry is in Toronto. It's it's big now, mm-hmm. especially like in the hip hop, R&B, pop kind of world. Um, and that was that was something like a, that was a curve that I noticed early in my career that I kind of picked up that Toronto was starting to get some attention after like obviously after Drake and that kind of stuff but more on the the smaller level like the smaller guys I kind of saw like a shift or predicted a shift and um thankfully I was right about that because I kind of built my business on that yeah you took a gamble and it worked out for you for sure (laughs) but uh yeah there's tons of eyes on Toronto right now there's a lot of guys popping up especially in the hip-hop world and uh R&B that are transitioning into the States now. It's mm-hmm. just awesome to see because back when I kind of first started and even before me, like it was always Toronto's, you're never going to make it from Toronto. That was always kind of the, the thing or you had to go to the States. But now there's so many people that are just doing it. Yeah. And it's awesome to see. You know what I love about you and what you do? The answer, you're going to say no, obviously, <laughs> is all of the um, charity and giving back yeah. you do. Yeah. Um, every time I see it in my Instagram feed, it, it warms my, my heart a little to know that, <laughs> that that you're giving back. Can you tell me more about it? Yeah, it's uh, it's always something I've, I've been wanting to do. Um, I just always felt like helping people that aren't as fortunate or you know, don't have the best situation. Uh, it, it's, it's important to give back, mm-hmm. especially when, when you're in the right place to do so. Um, it, it's, it could be whatever's, you know, whatever, whatever it is to you. Right. It's not like everyone just has to donate a thousand dollars to this or 10,000 right. to this or it's just whatever is comfortable that you can do. Every little bit helps. I've always kind of felt. So in the month of October of this year, I did this. Um, I found this charity called uh, Springboard to Music. Mm-hmm. It's based in Toronto, and they deal with or they they work with um, youth between the ages of. Don't quote me on this, but I want to say like six to seventeen. Okay. Six to eighteen, something like that. And they offer like music lessons and stuff like that. Like if you want to learn how to play piano or play guitar or learn how to sing, that kind of stuff. They've got instructors that will teach these kids those whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a nonprofit. Um, and I just fell in love with that idea, just because like I know I know how important music can be in a kid's life. Like it can really steer them in in a positive direction. And it's just good for the mind. Like it's just, it's just, it helps. You know what I mean? I was always, um, um, like I, I always, I always just wonder what I would have done without music. And it just really like, not that I was like an at risk youth right. or anything like that, but it just really helped my life. And, uh, for kids that are, 
you know, they, they might not have came up in the best household or environments. It's, it's just a way that they can get out. And especially in Toronto these days where it's like, you can make something of yourself, mm-hmm. you know? I always just found it was just, it, to me, this charity was just a no-brainer. And I just wanted to contribute in some way. So for the, the whole month of October, I donated um, uh, $5 from every hour of sessions that was booked with me. And then $10 from every mix that was sent to me, or every mix that I did. And uh, was able to, to raise a good chunk of money, and I was super happy about it. Yay! Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Uh, I think it's so important for kids to have a creative outlet. For like, sure. That be in music or yeah. art. Um, I participated in the arts when I was growing up, and that's why it yeah. kills me when I hear about arts programs getting cut from school. Yeah, for sure. It just not being prioritized or people not having access. It's it's really sad. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So this is this is something I'm gonna do like every year, probably a couple times a year. I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you have you interacted with the org? Like, have you gone there? Have you seen the kids? I haven't. They uh, when I sent the the contribution to them, they were super thankful and happy about it. It broke my heart, but. Uh, in a good way. You need to go. Yeah, but they, they actually invited me out because I, I told them if they ever wanted me for, you know, any anything, mm-hmm. recording-wise, mixing-wise, anything like that, to, you know, please don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah. And uh, they invited me out to their, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, showcase or something mm-hmm. in, I think it was March or April, something like that of 2019, or 2020, I should say. So I'm definitely going to be going to that. And uh, like I said, I reached out or they know they can reach out to me for whatever they want. So you're on the engineering and producing side of everything, but you also play. I see you playing often. Yeah. Um, yeah. On Instagram, you play the guitar, yeah. play the piano. Mm-hmm. Do are Have you ever considered exploring that side of the music world? Like being a musician? <clears throat> Being like on stage and stuff like that has never interested me. Why? It just, I don't know. I've always just been like the behind the scenes kind of guy. Okay. I don't, uh, I've never really like wanted to be the star of anything. I've always just enjoyed being the guy that's going to make the star Mm -hmm. in a sense. So I love, I love playing guitar and piano and stuff. And I, I make my own beats and, you know, do production Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, not, not to, not to be the, the star. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I used to play the bass guitar Okay. and I could never play it outside of my house. Okay. I don't know. So Too weird. nervous? Or I guess so. Like I was yeah. decent at it. Okay. But I just didn't, I never wanted to do it outside of my home. Okay. That's maybe something I should get over. Maybe I should start a band. Do you still play? No, <laughs> okay. but I still have it. Okay. I feel like I could pick it up again. Pick it up, yeah. I don't know. Let's jam sometime. <laughs> I'm holding you to that. Okay. <laughs> Done. Done. I'm so afraid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've unpacked the last 10 years. What, I mean, what's your, what's your big milestone, your big, next big milestone? I need a plaque. Yeah, definitely I need the plaque. Need plaque. I just need something that I've like mixed or recorded mm-hmm. or something that uh, just 
goes platinum or gets grom, gr- uh, Grammy nominated or something It's going like to happen so soon. Let's hope so. Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. I, I envision an entire wall of plaques in here. But you're going to have to... That's the goal. Yeah, you have to reorganize, yeah. though. I don't know what you're going to do with all this art. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll have to... We'll put all, put all the plaques in the studio. Who is the most underrated artist from Toronto? Jeez, that's a good question. I feel like there's a lot. Because there's still, like, like the guys that have made some waves in the city. There's still a lot that... I don't want to say that haven't, but could get more. Um, first, I kind of come to mind. Uh, Shaq is dope. He's one of my favorites. I follow him on Instagram. Yeah, he's he's a rapper. Uh, I've been working with him for years. Great guy, super talented. Um, he's, I'd say he's like an underrated kind of mm-hmm. guy. But he's he's doing some big things right now, so I think his his time is coming soon. Um, God, I don't know. There's a lot guys like Blockboy Twitch. He's a rapper. Um, I also follow him on Instagram. Do you? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm obviously a real plug there. You're, you're doing your work <laughs> to what's going on in Toronto. Yeah, he's 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 bubbling right now. I think he's gonna have some big things in in the uh, in the new year. Um, yeah, I don't know. Those are the first two guys that come yeah, to mind. Yeah, I think those are, are great uh, artists to yeah. choose. I, I don't actually know why I follow them on Instagram because I can't think of... What are like the t- their top songs? Twitch would be... Remember Me was one of his big ones. Okay, yeah, I know that track. Um, Shaq... Shaq's got a bunch, but... Um... Blessings was a big one. Um, I think you actually played that for me when we were I might doing have. research. I yeah. might have, yeah. yeah. Um, God, he's got so many that I just like can't even think of. That's all right. But yeah. Is it too much to ask you who are the most overrated artists? Would you prefer to I can't stay even quiet? That. That? I can't even answer that. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. I'm not trying to cause any problems. Plead, plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> Uh, and where do you think the t- the Toronto um, industry is is going next? Like, is this something that like, do you think that the I guess the bubble is going to continue to grow here, or do you think it's something it's, that's eventually going to burst? It's just it's kept going up yeah. over the years. Like I, that, I've been in business. It's just gotten better and bigger every year. I just I don't know. I can't see it slowing down. If anything, I see it. Uh, well, I think it already is one of the major hubs in North America. I think so, like, too. Especially in the hip-hop industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it could be, like, the next big, like, Atlanta or something like that, where just so many people start coming from Toronto and transitioning into the States and just making it work. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that for Toronto. Shout out to Toronto. <laughs> everyone's everyone's uh, Everyone's been thriving. It's good to see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I don't know uh, how much of my podcast you've listened to or or how intently you follow my Instagram, but I like to play this game that's okay. called Tinder, DMs, or Song Lyrics. Okay. Do you know about it? No. Okay. 
So, basically, I'm going to read you lyrics from a love song. Okay. Or a message that someone has sent me on Tinder. Gotcha. And then you have to guess. Is it a Tinder DM or a song lyric? Okay. It's pretty straightforward. All right. I feel like you you have an advantage over everyone else because you work in the music business, so... I might. We'll it's see. It's your job to know song lyrics. We'll see. But you may surprise us. Okay, ready? Let's do it. It's as if we wished on the same star. That sounds like a song lyric. Yep. Okay. It's Sabrina Carpenter. Okay. On purpose. Okay, one for one. Yep. How did I run a beauty like you? I'm going to say that's a song too. Tinder. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's warm, but colder without you. That's a Tinder. That's a Tinder, yeah. Okay. Shout out to that person. <laughs> we can go anywhere we want. That's a vague one. That could go either way. It's the whole point um, of the game. I'm going to say song lyric. Yep, it is. Okay. Who was that? Uh, Benny Blanco, Khaled, Halsey. Okay. Yep. Um, you're... What? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say song lyric. No, it was a Tinder message. What is that person talking about? Okay. That's all he wrote. Okay. You're... But hang on. Are these Tinder messages that have been sent to you? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> what does that have to do with it? Spell that. Y-E-E-R-R-R-R-R-R-R. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. Okay. That's weird. <laughs> I'm looking right at the other half of me. Ooh, that could go both ways, too. I'm going to say Tinder. No, just no? Timberlake. Damn. Mirrors. Okay. okay. Okay, last one. You got a million dollar smile. That's got to be Tinder. Come on. Tinder, but I'm sure it's been yeah. in a song. Yeah, it's, Tinder. That's got to be both, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, that was, I think that's the best anyone has ever done in the game. One wrong. Yep, that's right. It was two wrong, wasn't it? Uh, was it? Was it? I don't know. No. I thought it was two. Oh, I can't count. No, you got we'll one. We'll say one. Did you get your... What did you say for your... I think I said song lyric. Oh, it's two. Yeah. Two. Yeah, I'm bad at counting. Okay. Close <laughs> enough. Close enough. <laughs> All right, Ty. I follow you on Instagram. Um, it's been so nice catching up with you. How can everyone listening to the podcast follow you and find out what you're up to? Follow me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's all the same thing. Ty Danelli. Um, go to my website, um, www.riskengineeringmusic.com. Um, that's where you can find all my business stuff, listen to examples of stuff I've mixed and that kind of thing. And yeah, that's about it. 